Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll see how to keep the faith, especially when the enemy is lurking around. I think sometimes God looks at his church and says, come on, how long, how many miracles do you have to see? How many changed lives do you have to experience? How many lost causes do you have to see come and turn around before you start believing that I can do anything? Come on, people of God, where's your faith? Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Well, one of the more compelling encounters Jesus had can be found in the book of Mark, chapter 9. It's a story that will probably resonate with most parents. A desperate father struggles to find help for his young son who's caught in the grip of something that's robbing him of his destiny and his future. And Mark, you say this story is about robbery with the enemy coming in to steal what's rightfully ours. Yeah, robbery not in the traditional sense. But robbery in the sense of this boy was demonized. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I've had quite a few parents come up to me and think, <laughs> say, hey, I think my boy's demonized. And I have to say, I think that's just a yeah, behavioral a problem. Maybe. <laughs> but the reality is that this boy was actually demonized mm. and his joy, his future, his sanity, his emotional wellness had been stolen from him, absolutely. And it reminds me of what Scripture says, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. What I love about this, though, this passage, is that the father takes initiative to say, I will not allow my son's destiny to be stolen from him. And I think God is speaking to some parents here to say, hey, you you can't change your kids. We wish we could, but you can bring your kids to places where solutions lie. Well, let's learn what God has for us today. Mark has titled this message, Believing Enough to Change, and it starts right now. How many of you here have ever been robbed? Someone broke into your car, a stereo, uh, your house, your wallet, put their hand in the purse and took your iPod, whatever it is. How many of you raise up? I want to see. So most of you here have experienced some robbery of one sort or another. So you know the feeling of just anger, betrayal. I've been violated. That was mine. That doesn't belong to you. How could you take it? There's been a couple times when I've been robbed. The most recent one was when we started uh, New Life Humble Park. I drove my car there for one of our staff meetings as we are getting ready to launch New Life Humble Park, and I was running a little bit late, so I jumped out of the car, ran in, and I forgot that I had left my GPS exposed there. West Humble Park's not a great place to leave your GPS exposed in your car. Well, when I came out, I saw it. My window had been shattered, the GPS had been taken, and I was mad. I was more mad that I had to replace a window, try to find a place, and, and, and it just bothered me that some kid would bust my window and take my time and rob my GPS, especially when we're in the community trying to help them out. And we all experience that feeling of someone taking something that really belonged to us. That should not have been touched. 
Many of us have experienced physical robbery, but so many of us have, been, have experienced spiritual, social, emotional, relational robbery. Because what the Bible says, what Scripture says, it's taught through, throughout the New Testament, Jesus taught that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy that which God wants us to possess and have that's our God-given right our God-given destiny but the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy all that God really wants to give us I run I run into people all the time people in the neighborhood in the community people that I pray for that their life has been stripped beaten down They've been robbed of their marriage, robbed of their children, robbed of their finances, robbed of their health, robbed of their peace, robbed of their joy, some robbed of their destiny, some robbed of their God-given purposes in life, some robbed of their mental clarity, some robbed of their freedom as they're bound in addiction. Without realizing that, they may not even attribute it to him and not even realize that that's part of the scheme and system of the spiritual battle that we're in. That the enemy wants to come and steal everything that God has purposed in his heart to give you. In this passage, we find a man that's been robbed. I'm going to begin reading in Mark chapter 9, verses 14. It says, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. Verse 16, what are you arguing about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who's possessed by a spirit and has been, what's it say? Has been robbed, it robbed him of his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Jesus says in verse 19, Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replies, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring me the boy. I want you to notice that the background of this passage is that Jesus had, in verse 1 through 13, Jesus had just been to what theologians call the Mount of Transfiguration. He had just gone up to a mountain with three disciples, Peter, James, and John. And as he was on this mountain, one of the most extraordinary things happened to him in the light of his disciples. Peter, James, and John was his inner core. Suddenly, as he stood there with Peter, James, and John, Moses and Elijah, who had been dead 1400 years and 900 years already appeared on this mount of transfiguration physically with the disciples peter was overwhelmed by what happened and he spoke well peter when he was nervous he just spoke how many of you do that you're nervous you just talk okay so peter just gets nervous and he starts talking 
Elijah and Moses are there and he just, uh, we should build three tabernacles. It's pretty bad when God has to stop you and interrupt you. So a voice come from heaven just basically says, hey, this is my beloved son, listen to him. This is not about Moses and not about Elijah. This is about Jesus. And Peter, James, and John saw the manifestation of the glory of God in Jesus, the radiance of Jesus shine. They had just had this supernatural mountaintop experience in which they were discovering that Jesus was not only a healer, he was not only a teacher, he was not only a rabbi, but he was something more than that, the Son of God. God himself made man. At the core of Christianity, you cannot be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ without fully embracing the divinity of Jesus Christ. Jesus, being all God, became all man. He never gave up his godness, his deity, to become man. Jesus has always been God, will always be God. In John it says, in the beginning was the word, the logos, and the logos was with God. And the Logos became man and dwelt among us. In other words, Jesus has always existed. He will, he's from eternity past and will be into eternity present. He gave up his glory and made himself like a man, but never gave up his God deity uh, to, to dwell among us. This is core. A lot of people had a, have a skewed view of Jesus. Most cults and deviations of Orthodox Christianity have a skewed, wrong view of who Jesus Christ is. And if you're going to follow Jesus according to Scripture, you need to understand that Jesus was more than just a good model to follow, but that Jesus is all God. And that's the only reason that why it is through our faith in Jesus Christ that we have access to God the Father because he was all God and became all man and died and it, the blood that dripped from the cross of Calvary was not the blood of a good martyr like Gandhi or Martin Luther King or some other social reformer. This was the blood of God himself. The core of Christianity. So when Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John, they were abuzz with what had just happened. They were talking about it. They, Jesus had said, don't tell anybody. So they were busting with a secret. Wow, we just saw Jesus glow in the dark. I mean, we saw this transformation. This is the Son of God. So they came down from the mountain full of faith and full of power. And as they approached the crowd... They saw that some people were arguing and, and discussing and uh, they were raising their voices. And so Jesus approaches them and he says, when they see Jesus, everybody turns around and he says, what are you arguing about? A man in the crowd who brought his son says, teacher, I brought you my son who's possessed by a spirit that's robbed him of his speech. He goes on to describe whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground, foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. And he says, I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but listen, but they could not. Here's a man desperate, bringing his son to Jesus, and he 
ends up with his disciples. The disciples do what they always do. They lay hands on him. They say in the name of Jesus, be gone, but nothing seemed to happen. I'm sure they tried again and again. Maybe they gathered a few more disciples. Hey, let's bring the crew. Let's all six of us or seven of us, let's lay hands on them and, and see what happens. But they prayed and shouted and tried to cast out demons. But this one did not seem to respond. If you're taking notes this morning, I want you to jot this down. When you open the doors to the enemy, he will rob you of what God intended to be yours. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job. We're reaching the halfway point of today's message. If you've missed any of the previous lessons from our series called Jesus Up Close, you'll find them all online at boldstepsradio.org. And you know, you don't have to be near a radio or a computer to hear the Bold Steps program. By subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast on your mobile device, you can easily take these messages with you wherever you go and listen while you're out for a walk or running errands, maybe out in nature somewhere. Just search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job on your podcast app and then hit subscribe. And for more content, you can also subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute, where you'll hear powerful excerpts from the Bible teaching of Mark Job. This one-minute feature is a great way to get your daily dose of biblical truth, no matter how busy your schedule gets. So subscribe today and get the Bold Steps Minute downloaded automatically through your podcast app or visit boldstepsminute.org. We also offer this teaching in Spanish for our Spanish-speaking friends called Pasos Adathas. Find it at boldstepsradio.org. Look for the menu for Bold Steps Spanish. Now, let's return to Mark's study from the book of Mark chapter 9, We'll be learning more about how we can protect ourselves from the schemes of the enemy. And once again, here's Mark Job. We don't know how this young man was exposed to demonic influence. We don't know if when he was younger, his parents were around spiritual influence and dabbled in it. We don't know if there was hatred and bitterness there that opened up the door. We, we don't know how this young man was exposed, but we know that he was exposed. And by the way, can I tell you, I believe that whatever parents are exposed to, they expose their children to. Nine, to, nine out of ten cases that I've ever encountered with, when children are heavily exposed to something, it's not because on their own they became exposed to it. It's because the covering, the doors were opened through the parents that allow it to invade the children or oppress the children. Are you hearing me today? You see, I believe that God's funnel of protection has to do with the stronger the father and the mother are, the more united they are in their faith, the more they're under the protection of the hand of God, the safer your children are. I believe there's no greater protection than a mother and father that love Jesus and are praying together on a regular basis for their children and trying to live in a godly way and submitted to the authority of Jesus because when the enemy tries to attack your children, he's got to go through the mom and he's got to go through the dad and he's got to go through the power of Jesus himself to try to get to the children. So they are under a strong protective covering. 
Many of our children are exposed to the attacks of the enemy because we've left them exposed. They've been exposed because dad has abdicated his responsibility to be a father because mom is not focused on serving God and full of the Spirit and so the family relation breaks down and the doors are open and the children are exposed to anger, substance abuse, jealousy, exposed to anything that the enemy wants them to have uh, because oftentimes we have left them exposed, haven't protected them, guarded them. We've allowed things into our own life thinking that you can isolate what's in your life and it will never affect your children. Listen to me, parents. Look up at me. This is huge. Whatever you allow into your life, you are allowing into your children's life. Whatever. You say, my kids, well, my kids really don't know about it. You see, anytime I smoke pot, I smoke it at, at work and in the alley behind work. And so my kids will never know about it. Listen, they may not know about it now, but your kids are smart. They will find out about it in time. Oh, they don't know about it. They don't, let me tell you, they may not even physically know about it, but there is a spiritual openness that you are giving to them by whatever you are involved in. Listen to me, fathers, you get involved in pornography, you get involved in, in whatever you do on your computer and videos and so forth, pornography, and you think it doesn't affect your children, there's a spiritual effect that's splashing onto your children, whether they see it or don't see it, it has an effect on their life. Listen, when you are super angry and and you think that it's isolated just to yourself, your anger is splashing onto the destiny of your children. Listen, when you mismanage your money and you're living in debt and in poverty, you are setting something in motion into your children's life. You are setting a cycle of poverty and indebtedness into your children's life. When you act in violence and, 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 and you uncontrolled anger, and you, you are disciplining in an abusive way. You are setting into motion a cycle that will have deep repercussions in your children's life and their destiny. Because there is nothing that we do as parents that doesn't have a splashover effect on our children's destiny. And most of the young people that I know that are robbed in one way or another in their life, at an early age have been robbed because in some way or another we've left the doors open for the enemy to rob them. And I don't know this man's story, but I know how life is. If his son was struggling in such a way, someone left the door open. I believe the enemy will take as much as he can take. And this young boy had been robbed of his speech. He had been robbed of a normal childhood. He would fling himself into the water. He would fling himself into fire. He would go into these convulsions. He could not speak properly. And the root of it was a spiritual issue.
Number two, change cannot start until you bring the seriousness of your robbery to the feet of Jesus. Jesus looked at this father and his young boy, and he looked at his disciples, and he said, oh, unbelieving generation. Jesus had already been with his disciples for some time. Mark chapter 6, he had given them authority, power over unclean spirits. Mark chapter 6 verse 7, he says, he called them the twelve and he began to send them to forth two by two and he gave them power over unclean spirits. So Jesus had already given them power over demonic spirits. Yet he looks at his disciples and and he's frustrated that, that they have the power to help set people free, but they're not doing it. That the power is within them, but they're not exercising their power because they're bound by doubt. I don't know why these disciples doubted this time. Sometimes when the circumstances get so bad, we start to doubt whether God can really come through. How about it? I mean, you believed in prayer about certain things, but have you run into a case that just seems hopeless and you just go to pray, but you just have very little faith that it can ever turn around? That ever happened to you? Oh, you can pray for someone that's on the edge and showing signs that they want to go forward and showing signs and you pray for them because they're hungry, they're open. But when you see a case that's so hard, so desperate, so bad, suddenly you start believing what your eyes tell you and not what your spiritual eyes are telling you. We walk by faith, not by sight. And sometimes we let sight rob us of our faith. I believe that these disciples saw that young boy and knew that he had been there a long time that way and they, maybe he was manifesting and maybe they saw him mute and foaming at the mouth and maybe they looked at him and began to doubt, hey, this case is so bad that maybe he's beyond hope. This case is so bad that maybe he can't change. Maybe you feel that way today, that your case is so bad, that your husband is so bad, your wife or your marriage or your children or your neighbor or your situation is so bad that you have very little faith. And Jesus said to his disciples, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring me the boy. You see the frustration in Jesus a little bit? Come on. I think sometimes God looks at his church and says, come on, church. How long, how many miracles do you have to see? How many changed lives do you have to experience? How many people getting baptized do you have to see? How many lost causes do you have to see come and turn around before you start believing that I can do anything? Come on, people of God. Where's your faith? This is Bold Steps, and you're listening to Pastor Mark Job. I think it's fair to say we all want to believe we're immune to the schemes of the enemy, but the reality is we need Jesus every day. 
That's why we're so pleased to offer you these daily Bible studies and resources. And it's all made possible because of our partnership with listeners just like you. When you become a bold partner, you're not simply keeping what you've heard and what you know to yourself. You're helping others all across the country hear the life-changing news of the gospel. So we'd like to invite you to partner with us. You can do that when you give a gift of any amount. Just visit boldstepsradio.org or call us. Our phone number, 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Now, if it's easier, you can also send your gift in the mail by addressing your envelope to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And when you give a gift to support this ministry, we'll say thanks by sending you a copy of our Bold Step gift. You know, as Christians, we've been given the incredible invitation to get to know the creator of the universe. So how do we accept this life-changing offer? Well, Pastor Louis Giglio has prepped a wonderful little guide that will walk you through a 66-day journey to draw closer to Jesus. It's called At the Table with Jesus, and it's available only this month. So don't wait. Make your donation and request this Bold Step gift at boldstepsradio.org. And then as an added bonus, when you join us as a bold partner and sign up for a monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll also receive a 50% discount on the entire Moody Publishers online store, including all of our Bible studies, Christian living accessories, children's books, and so much more. Again, just go to boldstepsradio.org. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again tomorrow. We'll be learning how to fight the unseen battle raging around us. Be listening Tuesday to Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.